0: hey strangers welcome to another edition of this week in crime this week in crime is where i bring you news articles from around the world or good old america that's just straight up weird funny or just strange it's not not all of them have to do with murder just all of them are just articles that i receive from you the listeners and i just talk about them before I actually get into um, This Week in Crime, I originally recorded this with Ripsaw710. And uh, he's the co-host of, he's, he's one of the co-hosts of um, Talk Nerdy to Me. I originally recorded it with him. And for, for some reason, my audio on my end, when I was recording it with the software that I use because I finally got it back up and running, which sucks so much. But um, I got it back up and running and I'm able to use it to record my audio didn't save so all that audio just erased and it sucks because it was really good it was really funny you guys would have laughed your asses off but unfortunately i guess mishaps happen and it's been happening a lot lately and i fucking hate it but i might be switching to a new software um i don't really know yet we'll see what the future holds but unfortunately I was not able to keep that episode, and it sucks because it was really good, it was like gold, it was just, we were just flowing, everything was just going right, and that shit just happened. But also, I want to address another um, concern, I guess some listeners have, I, I received a few emails, um, from some concerned listeners, and, um i just want to say that i'm not mad i'm not salty i'm not fucking pissed or anything but uh what they had to say was that they were noticing that there is a decline of content and um Just basically to give a little synopsis of what they had said, uh, they said basically that they've been listening to me for quite a while since I started and that that despite the episodes being short, they still felt like they were a lot better because I focused on quality and not quantity, which is true. I will admit that. I recently have been trying to extend my episodes to be an hour long because let's face it, Most people who enjoy podcast episodes enjoy listening to lengthy ones, as long as the content is good. And so far, I haven't received any complaints. This is the first time I've ever actually received a complaint. And like I said, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not salty. I expected this to come. I knew this day would come when I would receive, like, a negative review or a negative comment about it. Because... Let's face it, whenever you're creating something in a media that is considered art or whatever, because I mean technically it's not art, it's just me talking to a microphone alone by myself. <laughs> but anyways, uh, when you when you create something, obviously it's not going to be for everybody. Not everybody's going to like it, and that's just something you have to realize and face because that's the truth. Not everybody's going to like what you put out there, not everybody's going to love it. Um, so that's I'm okay with that. But I just want to explain the reasoning behind the decline in quality and quality if my listeners who genuinely love listening to my episodes and have been with me from the beginning. um, To be completely honest with you, uh, lately I have been extending my episodes because, like I said, let's face it, everybody that listens to podcasts are usually doing something while they're listening to podcasts, whether it is that you're at work, whether it is that you're driving to work or going on a long drive through a trip. People just like to listen to lengthy episodes because it keeps them distracted from what they're doing or you know just keeps them you know preoccupied and relaxed so yes I have been focusing on the quality I mean the quantity of the episodes and the quality has kind of taken a decline I'm not I'm no longer using really um, music within the episodes because I feel if I'm just talking with a friend like my co-host Ripsaw710 I feel like you don't really need music. I'll probably use music when I do like maybe, let's say, a 911 episode, which I plan on doing now because those seem to be the most requested of me by my listeners are 911 episodes. Apparently, everybody loves the way I do them, and I guess not a lot of podcasts actually do that focus solely on 911 calls. So I think that's really awesome. I don't take that as because I know some people are like, if you're only known for one thing, like say an actor is typecast for only playing one role, they usually hate that. For me, I don't care. As long as you guys love it, then that's fine. I'll keep doing it. So, I'm probably thinking about doing a 911 episode at least ev- once a month, but I don't want to maybe once every month because I don't want to just keep doing that and then it just becomes like oversaturated and it just you guys don't really like it that much anymore. But, anyways, I'm digressing. Uh, so the decline in the content and the research is honestly just because I've been having an issue at work. W- work has been stressing me out. Um, I don't really have time all the time to do the constant research because I do work so much that I, I don't really have the time. Plus, I take care of um, my daughter, who's um, two years old right now. I do that. And sometimes just to find the time to sit down and actually, record can be – really hard sometimes plus I'm working on the other podcast which is a bi-weekly podcast which is talk nerdy to me so sometimes it's, it kind of gets really hard to just focus all the time and effort on research and I'll be honest sometimes I'm just lazy and it's it's not because I want to choose to be lazy it's just because um, it's been a little over five months now but my father passed away like five months ago and I'll have um, being completely honest I'll have good days and I'll have bad days and. Being completely honest, I'm recording this on Tuesday, and this Tuesday, this morning was actually kind of a bad day for me. Like, um, I I have um, my father didn't really know how to use his phone that well, but he would call me through Facebook Messenger, and I still have a voicemail that he left by accident on my Facebook uh, Messenger account. And, you know, from time to time when I feel really sad or I feel like I really miss him, sometimes I'll go and I'll listen to that voicemail and it makes me sad. It makes me happy because it, it's it's a very still. it's I'm still like. Obviously, I'm still grieving and I'm still suffering from the loss of my dad because uh, me and him didn't really have a great relationship, uh, if I'm being honest, and now that I can't hear his voice now that he's not here, it's, it's very weird to me. It's I'm still not dealing with it that well, as much as I thought I was, I was, and he's technically the reason why I started doing this podcast because I, I didn't want to be sucked into being like depressed and, and just like sinking into that hole of just depression. So I used, this podcast as a way of an outlet, a creative outlet, so that way I can just pour myself into it, which I am doing. Um, but the fact that I'm still kind of sad because of it is, um, it's starting to take its toll on me and mentally and emotionally. And so sometimes I don't want to do anything. Like, um, take for instance <laughs> Monday. I had the day off on Monday, and I just laid in bed all day. I just lied in bed all day. I, I you know, I didn't really do anything because I was just still kind of sad because I would go over to my mother's and father's house and, you know, my dad would be in the room and I would go and see him and say hi to him. And now I can't do that anymore. So some days it gets really tough for me. So uh, enough about that uh, to just, I don't want to start this podcast episode, even though I already did, like really sad. But, um, I, am trying to get better. I'm trying to, I'm going to be, if you do feel like my content is uh, declining and my quality and is declining, I apologize to the true listeners that have been with me from the beginning. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be trying to do, I'm going to try to do better and make better, uh, quality episodes. Um, so again, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying my best, but you know, it's, it's okay to have an off day, I guess. Um, even though I seem to have a lot, but Anyways, let's get on with This Week in Crime. Uh, this first episode, most of these, actually all of these articles were I was rece- um, were given to, were sent to me by a listener um, who's really fucking awesome because he is constantly backing me up with articles. And uh, I'm going to give him a shout out. His name is Rocky, the collector, the man, the legend himself. He's fucking amazing because he's been with me since the beginning. And he's just really awesome. So if you have an article you want me to read or you think it's interesting and you want to send it my way, feel free to do so by sliding in my DMs and uh, sending it to me by Instagram at Talk Podcast. Or if you have an email and you want to send it that way, you can do so too by sending it to Talk Podcast at Outlook.com. So here's the first article of This Week in Crime. It's called... Here's the headline Why Swedish Moviegoers Are Being Sealed in Coffins. Ahead of the Goldberg Film Festival beginning January 27th, the event director is embracing sarcophagus screenings where eight volunteers will view a film while shut in caskets. We like to find new places and new ways to experience cinema. If screenings at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery aren't macabre enough for you, try attending the Goldberg Film Festival in Sweden where some in the audience at the January 27th premiere of Aniara will get to watch the Swedish-language apocalyptic, apocalyptic sci-fi film, Well Sealed in Coffins. The sarcophagus screening, during which eight volunteers at a time, will be shut into specially made caskets outfitted with screens, speakers, and air vents is designed to enhance the bleak themes of the movie's late-era capitalism dystopian setting, according to the festival's director, Johannes um, Jonas Holmberg. It's a drama about a spaceship carrying consumption-obsessed passengers, knocked off course en route to Mars, that serves as a metaphor for Earth. That the future of our planet could be this kind of sarcophagus, floating alone through space as we up our natural resources, Holmberg says. Strangely upbeat. Our goal was to find a way to take the experience of the film and the apocalypse further. To take the sense of aloneness and claustrophobia and strengthen it. The festival worked closely with the film's directors, Pella Kagerman and Hugo Lija, to design the experience. Staff will also be standing by for the film's entire one-hour, 46-minute runtime. It's an experiment, says Holmberg. At Goatberg, we like to find new places and new ways to experience cinema, but we really have no idea how people will react. Goatberg will be doing 33 sarcophagus screenings of Aniara between January 27th and the 31st, just in case each coffin has a red panic button for instant resurrection, so you don't have to feel too alarmed if you start feeling scary but yeah i guess you can get out right away if you need to to be honest i'm totally down to try this i would actually try it i don't think i'm super claustrophobic i know i get um i start to get like if i'm by myself i'm I'm pretty sure i'm fine but like when i go in elevators and it's like really packed i feel uncomfortable because i don't like being around a lot of people too much sometimes because i'm just weird like that but um I know. I feel, I, it's not that I feel weird. I just feel uncomfortable being so close and like people are in my personal space. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the next article. This next article headline is Bikini Climber Reportedly Freezes to Death After Falling Off Mountain in Taiwan. A Taiwanese woman was known for climbing mountains in a bathing suit, reportedly died after she fell during a hike. Gigi Wu, the self-proclaimed bikini climber, was in Taiwan's Nantao county on saturday during a hike when she tumbled into a valley near Mambosli, mambolosi Mabulosi mountain taiwan news reported it took rescuers more than a day to get to 36 year old Wu because of bad weather according to the news outlet by the time search terms arrived she was reportedly dead A fire department officially told the Liberty Times that temperatures around the mountain where Wu was stuck were freezing and that they did all they could to rescue her. Wu appeared to be an active Facebook user, often posting of her bikini travels. It's unfortunate that she died that way, but I mean... I guess nowadays you got to do whatever you can to just be unique on social media. I mean, heck, even podcasters have to do that sometimes <laughs> because, I mean, the the market is just so saturated with um, true crime podcasts and just podcasts in general for that matter. There's a, there's a bunch of podcasts for like whatever you, your heart's desire. There's a podcast for it. But it's unfortunate that she passed. But I guess she did what she loved, I guess. So here is the next article um, I received from a listener. Flight attendant says overweight passenger forced her to wipe his butt. Yes, I said that correct. Flight attendant says overweight passenger forced her to wipe his butt. An overweight passenger aboard a Taiwanese airliner forced flight attendants to remove his pants so he could use the toilet. Then wipe his butt as he moaned in pleasure, (laughs) according to reports a flight attendant for EVA Air, which only employs female cabin crew, described the crappy duty the paunchy perv subjected her and two of her colleagues to aboard the LA to Taipei flight on Saturday. The sicko who was confined to a wheelchair told the flight attendant that he needed assistance to use a lavatory about two hours into the flight. I felt that as a flight attendant, removing a passenger's underwear was beyond the scope my responsibilities, the flight attendant told a news conference, where she was accompanied by reps from the Taoyuan Flight Attendance Union. I told him we couldn't help him, but he started yelling. He told me to go in there immediately and threaten to relieve himself on the floor, she said. As the passenger's genitals were now exposed, one of my colleagues brought a blanket which I used to cover his modesty, she continued but he very angrily slapped my hand away, saying he didn't want it and only wanted me to remove his underwear so he could use the toilet. The man also insisted that they keep the door open because otherwise he couldn't breathe. The woman managed to keep the door closed, but the man, whose weight was estimated to be around 440 pounds, then refused to leave the bathroom unless they wiped his backside after he finished with his business. The flight attendants refused at first, but then decided to carry out the disgusting tasks so he wouldn't remain in the lavatory. But things took a turn for the worse when the chief attendant donned three pairs of latex gloves and began wiping him. He said, oh, mmm, deeper, deeper, and then accused my chief attendant of not properly cleaning his backside, requesting that she do it again, she said. You can pull my pants back up now, he finally said, according to the crew member. The union decried what it described as blatant sexual harassment and asked that EVA sue the passenger who had defecated in his underwear during a previous flight in May of 2018, Focus Taiwan reported. The union urged the airline to establish standard operation procedures, including making sure that disabled passengers are accompanied by a caretaker. EVA said in a statement Monday that flight attendants are allowed to refuse requests they consider inappropriate and that it is prepared to offer assistance if needed to sue the offensive passenger. So at least they have her back. So that's kind of cool for a company that has their um, employees back. But, I mean, it's very apparent that this guy has like a sick fucking poop fetish. He just has a shit fetish. That's all he has. And he's probably a voyeur. Because he's or exp exp exp, What is it? Expedition. Like exp. What what is that word? Fuck, I can't think of the word. An ex exposition. Oh my god, the guy, the people that just enjoy being naked in public and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's what he has. But it's always like the ones that you don't want naked that like to be (laughs) naked. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on. Um, So this next article's title is. Engaged father of six age 33 says girl age 11 who gave birth to his child got pregnant because she came into contact with the piece of his clothing. He used while masturbating a 33 year old man claims he never had sex with 11 year old girl who gave birth to his child. And I'll be completely honest with you. This article that I found that I received from, um, um, the listener, Rocky, the collector, uh, they have pictures of him, and he just looks like he would be a pedophile. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I'm sorry. He, he fits the profile of what a pedophile looks like. And I know the the <laughs> being a pedophile, could, it could be anybody, but I'm just saying he, he fits what you think a, a pedophile looks like. Just yeah, I know you have no idea what he looks like, but just imagine what he looks like, and you're probably right. Um, So a 33-year-old man claims he never had sex with the 11-year-old girl who gave birth to his child. Robert Cronin says the young girl who was known to him became pregnant with his child after she came in contact with an article of clothing he had used to masturbate. Cronin lives in upstate New York with his fiance and five children, has been arrested and charged with endangering the welfare of a child and felony predatory sexual assault against a child younger than 13. Though he is not denying the DNA evidence that proves he is the father of the child, Cronin claims he never physically abused the girl. Police say the 11 year old is known to Cronin but did not disclose their relationship. The girl gave birth recently and she and the baby are being safely cared for in Child Protective Services, police said. Uh, Niskayuna Deputy Police Chief Michael Stevens told the Times Union that police and the Shenadi. Sh- yeah, shenedi uh, County Child Protective Services were tipped off to the case through a child abuse hotline two months ago. Police said in a felony complaint that between February and March of 2018, Cronin raped and impregnated the girl. When I found out she was pregnant, everything around me just collapsed because I knew what this would lead to, Cronin told WRGB in an interview from Sineadie County Jail, where he's being held without bond. I don't want to be known for a crime I didn't commit, he said. Cronin said he understands that people will find it difficult to grasp his reasoning for the girl's pregnancy. He also said that the Niska Yuna police who arrested him are lacking scientific knowledge. Authorities say Cronin has no prior, prior criminal history. So um, like I said, he does look like a pedophile. And, uh, you know, what if he's telling the truth? Maybe she's like the next Virgin Mary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So this is going to be the last article for me. The episode was originally going to be longer because um, ripsaw Ted had articles that he read. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, the audio on my end didn't fucking record for some fucking reason. It, it pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. I was like really fucking heated. Because it, it was just a waste of a good episode and it sucks because it was really funny. And just hearing me alone just seems like it's just bad and boring. But anyways, let's progress and keep going. This one is Totos Africa to play for eternity in the Namibia desert. I'm probably saying that wrong. Totos Africa has come home, so to speak, thanks to an installation by an artist who plans to play the song on loop in a Nambian... Desert for Eternity. German Nambian artist Max Seidentoff has set up the sound installation called Toto Forever in an undisclosed location in the 1,200 mile long Namib Desert. The desert on the west coast of southern Africa is around 55 million years old, making it the world's oldest desert and the perfect spot for his work, Seidentoff told CNN in an email. Hopefully, the song will play just as long, he added. Seidentoff is using solar batteries to power the entire installation, which consists of plinths supporting six speakers attached to a single MP3 player that contains one track, Toto's Africa. Song has been a pop culture phenomenon since its release in 1982, topping the U.S. Billboard chart and selling more than 4 million copies in the U.S. alone. In recent years, rock band Weezer made a cover of it. A sample of the song is featured in the movie Aquaman, It has a dedicated Twitter bot, which has been spitting out lyrics every couple of hours since 2016, and its melody, I Bless the Rains Down in Africa, is frequently belted out by revelers at parties and weddings across the world. Even though Africa by Toto was released in 1982, it is still very much present in today's pop culture and frequently used for memes and even entire Reddit pages are dedicated to the song. Sidentov, who is based in London, said... I was very intrigued by this and wanted to play the song the ultimate homage and physically exhibit Africa in Africa. The song, which was written by Toto's late drummer Jeff Porcario and keyboard player David Pack, has occasionally been mocked for its lack of local knowledge. One of the lyrics claims Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti, but Africa's highest peak can't be seen from the Serengeti. When asked whether his work was making fun of the tendency of non-Africans to exoticize the continent, Sidentoff said there was a lot to say about Western stereotypes, but putting that aside, the installation is supposed to look more at the lighter side of things and everyone should be able to enjoy it. He said he won't reveal the exact location of the work, adding that it's like a treasure that only the most loyal of Toto fans can find. So that's all the articles I have for for this week in crime, and um, I'm sorry the episode isn't that long. I tried to extend it as much as I could, but like I said, uh, the original episode I intended was over an hour, but unfortunately my audio didn't record, and I don't want to just cancel this week in crime because this week in crime is like a tradition, and it has to keep going. So unfortunately... Um, that's all the articles I have today, but before I leave, um, I, I, I do have my giveaway that I am still doing because I did reach a thousand followers and, um, thank you guys for getting me to a thousand followers. You guys are awesome. But I also do want to say that, uh, the reason for it uh, being so delayed is because, um, like I said in the earlier of this episode, uh, I had to fix my car. So a lot of my money went to that. Uh, Plus I have bills and everything that I have to pay. But um, I haven't able – because the prizes that I'm going to be giving away is uh, Funko Pop, which I gave away for my first um, giveaway, which was when I reached 200 followers. So I have came a long way. But then um, I'm going to be giving a Funko Pop, um, a free T-shirt, a Strange Talk um, podcast T-shirt actually that has a logo, and a free mug of the Strange Talk Podcast logo. So I'm going to be giving that away as the gift for the giveaway. Uh, So just stay tuned for the um, details of that. So make sure you're following me at Strange Talk Podcast on Instagram so you'll know when the giveaway is happening and how I'm going to do it. I just haven't worked out how exactly I want to do it because I want to do it differently than the first giveaway. So, um, also, uh, if you have, uh, an episode, I mean, an episode, if you have a news article that you want to send me, you can feel free to do so at Instagram at strange talk podcast, slide into my DM there and just send me any news article that you have that you find interesting, strange or weird or funny, whatever you feel like sending me of a news article, go ahead and do that. And I'll feature it in this week in crime. If you have, if you don't have an Instagram or you don't want to send me it through Instagram, which I really don't know why, but whatever, uh, you can send it to me via email at strangetalkpodcasts at outlook.com. And I kind of, kind of, <laughs> the way I said it, <clears throat> my voice kind of cracked. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, Strange talk Podcast. Sounded like, yeah, your friends are here. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, so yeah, thank you guys for um, uh, sticking with me. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this, uh, this week in crime. I hope you guys actually like this thing. Um, Like I said, I'm probably going to be doing a 911 call every month, but I'm still going to play around with that a little bit because I don't want it to just get where everybody's like, okay, whatever, even though some of these 911 calls that I have, because that's the research that I do a lot of, actually. (laughs) I save 911 calls that I find either really fucked up, scary, or just interesting um, for future episodes, so I do have quite a bit. I just... I don't want it to just be the only thing that I do but you know because like I hate to reference this guy but if you don't know who he is then that makes me even feel more sad but PewDiePie was like that he only did like scary games and then um he only did like scary games (laughs) and then that's all people wanted him to play was just scary games but I mean hey look at where he's at now he's a fucking millionaire little bastard (sighs) I'm a little salty because of that but oh well but, so, uh, yeah, stay tuned for the giveaway. Stay tuned for uh, the new episode that will be coming out on Monday. Um, I haven't really, I don't really know what it's going to I mean, I have ideas. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what I'm going to go with when that episode launches. So be prepared for that. So if you're not following me on Instagram, you won't know what I'll be working on. So make sure you do follow me at Strange Talk Podcast. Also, I released a Patreon I only have two tiers right now. Um, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's just a way for you to support the podcast and earn cool stuff. Um, I have two uh, tiers right now. One is a dollar, one is five dollars. So it's not that much. You're not breaking your bank to support the podcast. Um, but if you do, you'll be earning new stuff like stickers, t-shirts, mugs. Once I get all that in and everything, so you know, go ahead and if you want to support the podcast and be a part of a cool community you can go to patreon.com slash strange talk podcasts and become a tier member and make sure you hit me up on instagram when you do or send me an email so that way i know and i can thank you and keep annoying you every time i thank you uh so yeah i only have a few i'm still waiting on because i'm going to be doing bonus episodes where only tier members will be getting those episodes so you'll have to become a tier member in order to hear the episodes um, I just, I'm waiting till I build up a little bit more. I only have a few, so I'm just waiting for a little bit more. Uh, so, thank you again for this, for tuning into this episode of, of This Week in Crime. Be prepared for Monday's episode, and as always, stay strange.